<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey everyone and welcome to this episode of Happy Hour. I have missed you guys so, so much. I haven't had a solo episode in... Wow, it's been the last two episodes I had guests. So three episodes ago, it was by myself. But yeah, I just miss you guys. I want to take a moment to catch up because I feel like so much has been happening in life and having these every other week now, I just miss like catching up with you guys. And I know you guys love when we just get to chit chat in the beginning and catch up. But obviously, as you can tell by the title, this is going to be a very like niche specific episode on my diet. Um being vegan in the past but not being vegan anymore and sort of like healthy habits in my new and improved I guess not new now it's new of like a couple years an improved mindset about food and feeling my body and yeah because it's definitely improved from the past that leads me to tell you that if you have not listened to my second episode ever yeah, of all time, it was my second episode when I made Happy Hour. Still to this day, my most listened to episode. I would highly, highly, highly encourage you to listen to that because that is on my sort of struggle with body image and how I've improved in that department. And also, I talk about fixing my relationship with food. So I touch on it a little bit there. Um, I'm sure that episode I will leave sort of separate from this one. I don't know if I'll talk about how, I guess I will, because it's like healthy habits with food, um, about how I fix my relationship with food, but I kind of go more into detail with that. And now I'll just focus on like kind of what I do now, how I see and view fueling yourself, consuming food as a whole, and how my idea with that has changed. So that's what this episode is mainly going to be about. So it may be on the shorter side just because it's so specific and I just want to be concise and give you guys my real advice. You might hear Brody running around right now. Hi, buddy. I know whenever I record, you come and lay at my feet. Such a sweetie. We're in the office right now. It's a really sunny day and I'm so excited to chit chat with you guys and catch up. Oh my god, he's laying at my feet right now. I knew he would. He keeps my toes warm when I record. You were literally the cutest ever. Just to catch up a bit, set the scene. Like I said, it's such a sunny and nice day out. Brody and I have just been doing work in the office this morning. I mean, I've been doing the work. He's been hanging out. And I'm so comfy right now in my Aviator Nation sweat set. This isn't like sponsored by them or anything, but I just want to tell you guys. Really, this is Max's sister's fault. (laughs) Chase, she got me hooked on the Aviator Nation sweatpants, sweatshirts. She actually got me a pair of sweatpants for Christmas and I fell in love. They are the coziest sweatpants ever. So I treated myself because they are 
definitely on the more expensive side treating myself for my birthday and Brody's getting cozier now if you can hear him and I bought myself a pair of the sweatpants and sweatshirts and I'm so comfy in them right now they're so cute they're like a navy little set but they have like rainbow kind of neon stripes down the side it like sounds funny but I'm sure you guys will see my youtube videos and it's just so comfy, but I feel like put together because it's a cute matching set, if that makes sense. And also I should warn you, I feel extremely caffeinated right now. Um, so you should know that going into this episode because my coffee is almost finished next to me. And yeah, wow. The Nespresso coffee, may I add, is very high in caffeine. I feel like I always feel like, woo, after I have one of those. But yes, what I'm happy about this week, let's just jump on in because that kind of goes with... Um, catching up and catching you guys up on my life recently what I'm happy about right now because you guys know I always do that at the beginning of each episode is talk about something I'm happy about fun quote happy quote idea so what I'm really happy about right now is I'm just thinking back to yesterday Max and I had the best day we had a day in Philly and we knew we just wanted to go there for the day it sort of ended up being just like the afternoon evening um but it was perfect because we're like you know when you do a whole day somewhere if it's like 12 hours or whatever you get so exhausted because you're just like running around a city all day I remember doing that when I was younger with New York City or whatever so we're like we don't want to be like you know drained the next day too from this but it was just a couple hours and just so fun like obviously change of scenery a new environment we had the best sort of like lunch dinner liner if you will at this place called pub and kitchen and one of my good friends megan recommended it to us it was so fun it was also the sunniest just nicest day out it's been getting warmer here so we just had the best time. We went shopping for a new suit for Max. And honestly, I know some girls listening may not relate and be like, oh, I hate, you know, shopping for my boyfriend or brother, whoever it is. I feel like you're not the one that's like shopping for clothes. But I love it. Like I love seeing him try on suits or well, I think that's just me in specific too. I love when boys like dress fancy. I think it's so cute. So I loved it. I was like, yeah, like trying the navy one, trying the gray one, like give me a twirl. Like I was loving it. So that was so fun and just walking around exploring and really like enjoying the nice weather we just had so much fun the whole way home we're like wow we just had the best day and yeah that kind of brings me into you're probably like why are you suit shopping well if you guys didn't know actually let me take us back if you really didn't know um my boyfriend max is a hockey player and that's why we live here in the lehigh valley in pennsylvania we live in allentown pennsylvania and he plays for the lehigh valley phantoms which is the american league team for the philadelphia flyers so to put it in easy terms it's kind of like one um step below like one layer below the philadelphia flyers if that makes sense which is obviously an nhl team so a really really exciting thing that has happened since I have recorded with you guys was Max actually signed his first NHL contract ever with the Philadelphia Flyers and it was just so so exciting I'm obviously so dang happy for him and just seeing how hard he's worked so yeah that's like what's been going on it was it was really a whirlwind and it happened actually when I was away at Nemecolon but when I got back you know it's like everyone's reaching out to us like oh my gosh what's going on and honestly I'm not trying to downplay obviously it's so exciting but you know all of our friends and family are like oh my gosh are you moving to Philadelphia like tomorrow and it's like no no like first of all the contract starts um next season so in the fall of 2021 and it's a two-year deal and what I'm most happy about probably selfishly out of this whole thing is just knowing where we'll be for two years because 
with the hockey life it can be really crazy knocking on wood right now but you can be traded around like all over the place within one year like yeah some of my friends have been all over the country in a very short amount of time and it can just be really stressful with moving everything and dogs and now my friends that have children and you know things like that can be really crazy um but it's just so nice to know roughly where we'll be for the next two years because he could either be playing for their American League team here in Lehigh his current team or he could be up with the Philadelphia Flyers so it's just nice that they're like an hour away from each other and you know roughly for the next two years we'll know where we'll be within like an hour time span if that makes sense but that has been like the biggest news recently I'm sure you guys have seen on my YouTube channel we had like a little mini celebration here and on my Instagram and oh that actually makes me that's reminding me rewind a second how yesterday I got so many DMs from you guys when we were in Philly and people were actually really curious what we do with Brody if we have a day like we have not done that really ever since COVID and everything and it was cold for so long now it's nice so we're like let's go have a little mini day and actually what we will do a lot of the time if we're going to be gone for a while during the day I feel like normally it just looks like Max having a game or an away game or a really long time at the ring something like that and if I'm busy for the day if I have appointments or my hair appointment will take like literally five and a half hours something like that where we'll be gone for a really long time and he'll go to daycare it's so good for him even when we're here we'll bring him to daycare here and there just because I want him to be social and have friends and playing with dogs and you know that social interaction is so important to them and I don't want him to just get bored sitting at home with me all day every day like if it was up to me selfishly I would keep him here at home with me every day because I love being around him and just always want him sitting at my feet keeping my toes warm you know but yeah it's just really important for them and obviously really important to just have a daycare if anything comes up if I you know I'm visiting my mom and Max has an away game like something like that and it would just be good for him to be a daycare so yeah if we have a day like that I'll go to daycare or honestly now you guys he loves his crate so much I wish I could go tell myself this when we got him as an eight-week-old puppy and you know the crate training is like so difficult and he hated it for a while but we are just really consistent and yeah a lot of people in my dms were like oh my gosh I have like a three-month-old puppy um I can't even imagine being away from them for so long like what do you do so let me ease your worries if you are crate training a little puppy it does get better be consistent and I honestly think we got lucky with Brody that he just loves his crate so much my dogs growing up were crate trained but they never would like just on their own kind of go into their crate but Brody does it's like his little home his little oasis before he came and joined me and laying on my feet right now he was actually in his crate and we just leave the door open all day and he comes and goes and I'm like why are you in jail right now why are you putting yourself in there sometimes we call it jail um that's from a tiktok if you guys know but I'm like why are you in jail like come join us out here or like at night like I said we just always leave it open and so at night we'll be like come join us like sleep with us in the bed but he literally will choose his crate over the bed because he's just it's his little den and I think that's really the biggest thing is they're like den animals and yeah he just really is comfortable in there so if we're gone for honestly he can be alone for probably like six hours max I would feel comfortable with especially because we'll be home during the day and sometimes he'll sleep for like eight hours all day and I'm like dragging him outside to like go to the bathroom so I know like the whole time we're gone say we're gone for five hours or six hours and he's in his crate he sleeps the whole time and when we get home he will wait like an hour before he even goes to the bathroom he's just like weird like that I don't know he doesn't go to the bathroom that much 
that's what we do with Brody. Sometimes he's a daycare. Sometimes he's in his crate, but he loves his crate. And he's very sleepy. I think it's because he just gets, like, adequate exercise. And we walk him so much that, like, right now he's knocked out. And he will just, like, sleep a lot of the day. Oh, he heard me say that. And he's moving around. <laughs> My happy quote or idea for this episode that I thought of. I think this applies to so many things. Obviously, it's probably cliche to say. But trust the process. I feel like I've heard that a lot throughout college and just in a lot of different scenarios like I was saying like it applies to what I'll be talking about in this episode with food and you know maybe seeing progress with being consistent on a healthy diet that may be new to you something like that it's like we got to just like buckle down and obviously change in any aspect of your life just takes time and takes patience and so I think trusting the process and knowing that you're doing the right things and that you will see results eventually that's kind of the idea and also you know trusting the process with maybe it's I don't know loving yourself and sort of going on that journey of self-love and maybe trying to improve in that if that's something you've been struggling with that's something that I personally went through a lot like my sophomore year of college and I was just trusting the process that in that time I would sort of like find myself in my interests and my hobbies and um I don't know it sounds like funny to say but like finding my self-esteem and my confidence like I just trusted that the confidence and self-esteem would come with prioritizing my happiness um yeah my joy and doing what I loved and in turn I would find sort of like my identity again while we're getting really deep but I'm just trying to show you like ways that trust the process could like apply in your life and obviously trusting the process that in general this kind of just sounds like um, everything will happen for a reason or everything happens for a reason you know I like that and sometimes it gets really tough and it annoys me when there's things like a death in the family or you know it's like is there really a reason for that though like I don't know and then it's like you just gotta I've talked about this in the past but you have to sort of force yourself to find the silver linings and things for me for example I know I mentioned this a lot but losing my dad at 22 years old was my worst nightmare but I couldn't find a reason for that happening you know it's like well does this really happen for a reason but what I found is a silver lining of being able to share my grieving process and journey with you guys and I just did not even realize it's so weird because people lose close people to them every day you know it's like that's just a part of life and it's like so sad to think of it that way but when someone passes away in your immediate family a really close friend family member whatever it is it's a really isolating feeling and it's so odd that it feels that way because it happens to everybody and so a silver lining for me was just being able to share obviously my grieving process and being able to relate to so many people that follow me and it made me feel way less alone and helped me and the fact that like other people sharing their stories with me could help me and me sharing my story could help other people that was obviously like the best silver lining to come from it but it's still like you know did this even happen for a reason so trust the process can be similar to that but also different um trusting the process of what's meant for you will come your way that's what I was trying to say that's similar to like everything happens for a reason I really do feel like in life over time what's meant for you will 
come your way and will present itself. Um, I think that really can apply to like love life, you know, too, if you're trying so hard in the dating scene and you're like, oh, this isn't working out, whatever. I think it's just not the right time. And again, what's meant for you will come your way and will present itself at like the weirdest time when you least expect it because that's always how it happens. Obviously, like I was just talking about my boyfriend, Max, I mean, this really, really applies for trust the process in his hockey career. You know, like he's been playing hockey forever. He was probably on skates when he was three years old until now and obviously it was like the longest journey getting to where he is now and his dream ever since he was a little kid you know was like having an NHL contract playing in the NHL so just to see him work so hard to get here and sort of like the struggles he had the long the way but he always had the faith and like trusting the process like he got injured his senior year at Brown and he had to do another year of college hockey at BU but like again that I think that happened for a reason because I met him at BU and then sort of working his way up in the Philadelphia Flyers organization. Like, it really is inspiring to me. And, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to have to show Max as part of my podcast episode because I'm really just gassing him up here. But, I mean, truly, like, he is a really big inspiration to me. And I feel lucky I get to date him, you know. So, yeah, I just thought that was a really good idea to share with you guys quote because I think it really applies to this episode of diet too and I think more than anything I think to see results in how you're feeling how you're looking your overall health and well-being that can be like the longest journey and the longest ride right so like trusting the process of I keep saying that over and over now you're probably like oh we get it but of eating healthy, of moving your body, and really, for me, what sort of changed my whole mindset was focusing on how I feel. I know that sounds, like, so (laughs) probably annoying to hear, and, like, you've heard it before, and just, like, very simple, and I've definitely mentioned it before, but focusing on how I physically feel and you know, can perform my day-to-day tasks and live my life and how I feel in a workout or how I feel right after I eat something like that, that just changed my whole mindset about food and viewing it as fuel, literally, to live my life and not this weird commodity that makes me feel a certain way about how I look or maybe it'll make me gain weight or lose weight or anything like that because that's when it gets really tricky for me and I feel like I can be in a dark hole about it. But yeah, like I was saying, more than anything, focusing on what makes you feel good, consuming, living your life that way, and being consistent with it, trusting that process, like I said, and that's when you'll see results, when you are just consistent over the longest time, and it's not immediate, you know, it's like people that do the crazy crash fad diets, like I've been there and you will not see results and you won't change because it's not like a consistent lifestyle change. Um, So it totally is a process and totally is a journey. Like everyone says, you know, your health journey is just that. It's a journey and it's a change in lifestyle. Like it has to be or it won't be something that has been like permanently changed in your life interrupting super quick to tell you guys about my mattress that we already know I'm obsessed with I mean I literally wait all day to jump back in bed it's so comfortable I'm not even kidding it's the helix midnight Lux. that's the specific model you may have actually seen when I posted about it recently on my instagram and I actually just got a dm today asking about which mattress it is that I have and love she remembered me talking about it on my podcast and this is it you guys know we got it when we moved here in september and for the past eight months now that I've had it 
let me tell you, so good. I know some of you are sleeping on some old, uncomfy mattresses that night, okay? And you deserve better than that. Maybe it's time for an upgrade, especially if you're in the market for a new mattress. If you didn't know, Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete. And if you didn't know about Helix mattresses before, they're incredible. And I just love that you can find one that's perfect specifically for you. They have a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. And Helix knows that every body is unique, so they have several different mattress models to choose from on their website. They have soft, medium, firm mattresses, and also mattresses great for cooling you down if you get pretty hot when you sleep. I've been getting so hot recently. Like, anyone else i feel like i didn't used to sleep hot and now i get so hot when i sleep and when i took the helix quiz myself i was matched with the midnight mattress because i wanted something that had a medium feel and max and i actually both sleep on our side we love it it was so fast and easy to unpack and set up it's definitely an upgrade from my old mattress before i had let me tell you so if you're looking for a mattress you take the quiz you order the mattress that you're matched to and the mattress will come to your door ship for free you won't ever have to go to a mattress store again and i know helix actually offers exclusive discounts for teachers, students, and first responders, which is amazing. You guys already know that I'm obviously a huge fan of Helix, but you actually don't need to take my word for it since Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Just go to helixsleep.com slash Gretchen, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Let me tell you, it really is the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. Like, incredible. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but I know you will. And Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for you guys at helixsleep.com slash Gretchen. Again, that's helixsleep.com slash Gretchen. And now let's get back into the episode. Okay, so let's just get into it. My diet. I would say overall that my diet is mindful at my best, but sometimes it's not and I think that's okay. So let me explain. For example, yesterday, my day in Philly, like I said, we had a great time. It was filled with burgers, Rita's Italian ice. Well, actually, it's Rita's Italian ice, but then they also have ice cream and you get it like together. That's my favorite, the Italian ice and the ice cream. Anyway, I digress. It's been like a big favorite of mine recently. Like I think about it every day because it's so good and I always want to get it. I'm like, oh, it's warm out today. I think we need Rita's. Um, donuts, like all of the above. It was incredible. Was I very mindful and focused on like getting all my veggies in yesterday? No, but I think that's okay. And it's all about moderation and balance, right? So again, like I was saying before, mindful to the point of focusing on what makes me feel good. So for me, that's really whatever I want to eat, (laughs) whatever I'm feeling, but just adding in the things like, you know, for example, superfoods to my smoothies. That makes me feel really good. And I know there's like really good nutritional value in there. Um, just really good things for like supporting your overall health. Um, if we want to get really specific, I the one that I always use in my smoothie that I really love is the Super Green Mix by Your Super. And there's just like spirulina and I feel like chia seeds and you know other things like that in there that are just great to add to smoothies and it looks like adding veggies to whatever meal you can always incorporate some veggies if you're like oh maybe I'll do a cauliflower rice or I'll just add like a side of roasted broccoli and carrots or you know it can be really creative I feel like I like to add fruits and veggies in so many different ways if it's a smoothie if it's roasted vegetables if it's um you know a snack plate with like raw vegetables and a hummus for me 
for a snack carrots and hummus like nothing makes me feel more refreshed that's always been my go-to if I'm like oh my gosh I really need to mix in a vegetable this is what I mean mindful like I've just gotten so good at listening to my body there'll be times where I have a smoothie and a salad and I'm like wow my body is like Gretchen go get some like brown rice and sweet potatoes you want some more like hearty sort of carby type things like I can just listen to my body and then sometimes like today after a day like yesterday I'm like wow I really want to mix in one of my favorite green smoothies throw in my superfood powder because I know it's good for me um maybe it looks like some hummus and carrots because that's my go-to oh also by the way apples as a snack so refreshing like a cold cut of apple cold orange like things like that a hummus veggie wrap also so good I'm noticing a theme in telling you guys that a lot of these foods will be focused on fruits and veggies and that is because everybody knows they are so good for you and although I'm not plant-based anymore I still just love incorporating plant-based foods just being plant-based overall and like vegan maybe it just would become a little bit too limiting for me I think um, sort of limiting my diet in any way will kind of stress me out and like shove me into old unhealthy habits. So that's just what works for me. It's having the chocolate peanut butter cake whenever I want or, you know, the chicken or egg sandwich, things like that. Um, avocado toast, but then adding in really fresh, like nutrient dense foods. So to sort of touch on my vegan story if you will i feel like a lot of people can relate to having a vegan moment or sort of like time period in their life plant-based if you will when i became vegan this was oh my goodness like 2016 and it was definitely becoming a very like trendy thing at the time um but just really it was my twin sister that sort of like led me into this because she was really passionate about it and her explaining it to me and like educating myself you know all the documentaries it made so much sense to me at the time and it still does it makes a lot of sense I think if any of you are plant-based vegan listening to this I think it's such a great thing I think can be really good for your health and obviously really good for the environment for animals everything like that um just for me in specific with my history of limiting foods and body image issues things like that it just became a little too limiting and I found myself really missing like salmon and I didn't want to go the rest of my life without having salmon or an egg sandwich and I think that's fine. So it was like our sophomore year, no, it was actually spring of our freshman year of college. I remember it was like May around when I started through like sophomore year. So I was vegan, if you will, for about a year and I really liked it while I was vegan. I felt like I, a little bit too much, was going after the really processed foods like Oreos. I remember eating so many Oreos, like things that were like accidentally vegan. And I was like, well, just because I can have this, I would like go crazy when really I should have been focusing on like the nutrient dense foods and like all the plant based goodness that you can be eating when you're vegan. Um, so I think I just was doing a little bit too much of like the process, but. It really wasn't that hard of a transition to being vegan for me personally I know a lot of people that want to do it like struggle with it and I was always someone like don't get me wrong that like love bacon and salmon and whatever it was but the reason it wasn't very hard for me is since we were in college I remember we were like weren't too keen on like the dining hall meats anyway and I remember my favorite foods at the time and like still some of my favorite foods were smoothie bowls acai bowls like smoothies oatmeal and banana and peanut butter um, avocado toast things like that and all of those just have to be vegan so it really wasn't that difficult of a transition 
I just remember after a year, honestly, one of the biggest reasons I stopped being vegan, maybe this is like a stupid decision or a stupid reason. Maybe you would think like, wow, that's dumb. But it started to feel pretty limiting, which like I said, with my history wasn't really good. But the worst thing, honestly, was when I was going out to eat with friends in college and just sort of like the stress that I felt like it put on other people. Now, I'm not saying that that's how it is for everyone. Like obviously my twin sister Lucy is still pretty much like plant-based vegan whatever and it's fine but I just didn't like when I was going out with my roommates I felt like they were like oh no we won't go here because you can't eat here or oh can you is there anything you can find to eat like everyone else felt more stressed about it and I would always be like no it's fine like I can always find something whether it's like pasta red sauce and veggies or like salad whatever it's fine but I felt like it made everyone else so stressed about it so I just didn't even want like the label of it anymore because I felt like it made my friends and family stressed and I honestly like I was saying just really miss salmon I remember the first food I had after I stopped being vegan was this big like crisp Caesar salad oh my god that's one of my favorite foods also Caesar salad makes me feel so good which is interesting because I like sensitive to dairy now I'll get into that um but with a big piece of salmon on top and it was so fresh and so good and yeah I really miss salmon and I I'm happy that I am no longer vegan or plant-based because like I said, I don't really like to like label my diet or limit it in any way. And the only label I want on my diet is um, what works for me in specific and being mindful about my choices, just knowing that what I'm consuming will affect my overall health. You know, it's like if you can focus on it that way and like I keep saying, focus on what makes you feel good and think of it as like, wow, I want to fuel my body in a positive way so that it will honestly affect my overall like longevity of my life because we all know how important diet and fueling yourself is right but okay so no longer vegan and it's interesting because I did not feel sensitive to dairy at all prior to being vegan I don't think I ever experienced that and I think cutting it out of my diet for a year honestly made me like not used to it anymore I don't know if this is a thing or if I just made this up in my head like take this all the grain of salt because it's just me in specific I don't know if any of you experienced this but I think cutting out dairy for a whole year made it so that after I was vegan and started consuming dairy again it would actually really hurt my stomach. And now it's interesting. I notice it's certain things here and there. So the Caesar salad, normally I'm good. Sometimes the dressing will upset my stomach. Um, certain salad dressings that I feel like are really creamy and heavy will bother my stomach. Really creamy, like dairy heavy, heavy cream sort of pastas, um, really cheesy, will also hurt my stomach. And ice cream, a bowl of ice cream I know will always hurt my stomach. But honestly, I eat a lot of these things all the time because I think it's worth it. I'm just, you know, mindful. I'm like, okay, do I want my stomach to hurt today, you know? Like now, I just know what I'm getting myself into, you know? Like pizza doesn't hurt my stomach. It never really does. But like carbonara, for example, like the creamiest pasta always does. So ideas, anyone, anyone? Maybe it's like something specific, not like dairy overall because, you know, it's like cheese on like a sandwich or a pizza I'm okay with but something that's mainly like heavy cream or something maybe it's just like cream in specific I don't know always seems to hurt my stomach so yeah if anyone has any ideas on that you let me know but I would just say that I don't limit my dairy intake again I'm just mindful on what foods in specific that I'm eating and what foods 
historically in the past have made my stomach hurt. And also, let me rewind a second. In saying that I was vegan for a period of time and I'm not anymore, I don't want to, you know, downplay the vegan diet at all because I think it is so great and works for so many people. For example, my twin sister is someone that's always had a dairy intolerance and has never liked meat. She doesn't like the way it tastes. She doesn't like eating it. And I think also, I mean, I know ethically, morally, it doesn't really like align with her. And yeah, that's why I think it's awesome. Like, I don't want any of you to be offended because I think ethically, morally, um, for your physical health, mental health, it can be a really good thing. And, you know, like documentaries that I watched back before and when I was vegan made so much sense to me. They still make so much sense. Like, I think Game Changers is one of them. And I know I feel like the big two were Cowspiracy, right? Is that what it's called? Now I'm like second guessing. Yeah, that's what it's called. And Forks Over Knives. I know they make a lot of sense. And yeah, I just don't want to like downplay the vegan diet. I don't want anyone to be mad at me. Um, But yeah, it was definitely when the vegan diet was like trending. And I feel like I didn't really even know where that was coming from. It was just for me in specific, it was coming from my twin sister being like, we should do this. We basically eat vegan all the time anyway. And I think it's really great for like X, Y, and Z. And I think it is so great, obviously, for the purpose of animals and our environment. But again, for me in specific, I just didn't want to have anything limiting my diet because, I mean, really, that was sort of like all mixed in there as well when I was like struggling with that sort of thing. And being vegan for me at the time seemed like an easy way to like cut out certain things out of my diet that I shouldn't have been eating. So, like, I don't even know how to describe it. So, like, me being vegan made it, like, okay, well, I'm vegan, so I just, like, don't eat that instead of, like, having the choice of, like, oh, should I have this? Like, no, I really shouldn't have the ice cream sundae. Like, it was a way to sort of fuel my, like, unhealthy habits with food, which is why I just had to, like, can all of the diet restrictions and just move forward with, like, a un-sort of filtered diet, like, an unrestricted diet. And I guess just for a quick overview of my history with food, it was all good my whole life. I thank my parents and my upbringing for that because it was always like um, eat your vegetables, you know, the importance of like fruits and vegetables. But they never limited me or my twin sister or said anything like damaging really about food or like our bodies, things like that because I've heard like terrible things obviously from like friends and other people how certain ideas and like values of food were sort of like instilled in them in a young age so I feel like I have my parents to thank for having a very healthy relationship with food they were both very like balanced and moderation um yeah so it was always good until I'm sure you all know my story my journey with lightweight rowing and that's really when I started having my issues what makes a life a good one Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Because I was told to compete on this lightweight rowing team, I had to be under 130 pounds. 
And at first, it was fine. In high school, I was having my Ben & Jerry's pints of ice cream every night. See, and this is before Jerry hurt my stomach, so I was doing it. And I was fine. I was under 130 because I was a young string bean and growing. And yeah, it was easy for me then. But then going to college, I'm like 18, 19, like my body's changing. I'm growing into a woman, you know, we're starting to lift. Like I never lifted before in my life and going to college all at once, like this huge change. Of course, I start gaining weight. Like it's so natural to gain weight in college, especially when I've never lifted my whole life, whatever. So I start gaining weight and making the 130 started to be increasingly difficult for me. And that's when the issues with food started because it was like, okay, well, you need to be under this weight. You're already working out like three hours every day. And so something's got to give. We got to look at like what we're eating and, you know, they had us working with nutritionists, but it was, oh my gosh, I can't even like think back to that time I could cry because it was just like so stressful and I was so young and I just feel so sad for past me dealing with that because it was something that I just shouldn't have had to deal with from the beginning and I was on the lightweight rowing team one year at BU but um yeah by the spring season it just became so damaging and I wanted to transfer and I was miserable and my whole relationship with food had changed and it had gotten really horrible um yeah, when you are told you have to weigh a certain weight each week and you're really struggling with that and starting to limit food and looking at food as just giving way too much attention to it, it like takes over your life. And so I remember feeling hungry all the time in class and being like so irritable and like angry and like other people would be eating their breakfast, granola bar, or whatever in class. And I was like, I want that. But today I'm only going to eat this much or oh it just made me so crazy when I really knew I was starting to have issues is when I would like I always say this as an example I would like hold my apple and be like okay I weigh this much right now I need to weigh this much tomorrow and this apple weighs this much in my hand but when I eat it how much is it going to make me gain but is it worth it because maybe it'll make me less hungry or like should I eat it shouldn't I eat like I just paid way too much attention to it and it sort of had I mean it definitely had like long lasting effects after I quit I'm so happy that I quit that was like the best thing for I mean my mental health and my physical health my body was freaking falling apart I had and this is when you really can see like the damage that was done I had lost my cycle for years I wasn't menstruating because my body fat was too low I was working out so hard and I had, oh my god, I feel like uncomfortable saying all this because it's just like such a hard time to talk about. Wow, <laughs> the emotions are still there, but I had cracked a rib. I had a stress fracture from, it was just an overuse injury from rowing so much. And yeah, that was a really tough time period in my life. It was like started to get pretty dark and I felt like I was going crazy. I remember my parents visiting and wow, I'm like really getting into this now. I told I go more into it in my second episode ever. Um, so I'll wrap this up. But I remember them visiting and being like, mom, I like don't feel okay. Like, or I'm like, I feel like I know deep down, you know, like I knew deep down, like I should be eating more. This isn't right. Um, I, I feel like it's okay if I'm over 130 pounds. Like, I feel like that should be allowed. Like, I'm five foot nine. Like, I, I, that's healthy. But then, like, this sport is telling me it sort of became, like, synonymous in my head. It was, like, okay, to, like, be accepted, right, to be on this team. I have to be under this weight. So, in my head, that became, like, my identity is, like, being under this weight. And it's 
I'm only okay, it's only okay if I'm under this weight and if I'm over this weight and like eating these foods that I'm telling myself I shouldn't be eating, that's not okay and like life won't continue on. Does anyone know where I'm going with this? But yeah, it just got really brutal and I'm so happy I was like aware during this time and wasn't sort of like blindly following along with guy feel lucky that I was so aware that I was like this isn't right and this isn't healthy and I need to like sort of pull myself out of this quit the rowing team and start my journey to like fix my relationship with food my health overall and I did and I'm so grateful for that because it took a couple years it took a little while to get my cycle back to start eating more and I've mentioned this in the past it sounds so weird but honestly honest god what I think help if any of you are in a situation that sounds similar to like what I was dealing with oh my god I feel for you girl because it is so hard to be in a situation like that it literally is so consuming like it felt like it was taking over my whole life I felt like I couldn't like be present in my relationships or school or anything because I just had this thing I was dealing with like personally and what helped me so much is observing my friends and family and how they viewed food and seeing when they ate what they ate that sounds so weird (laughs) like I was like spying my friends and family. I'm like, so when do you eat breakfast? And like, what are you eating? And like, what do you, you know, the what I eat in a day videos. But honestly, like, I know people say those can be toxic and not a good thing. I think they're bad if you're comparing yourself to other people. And I guess in a way I I was, but for me, it was a positive way. It was like, wow, I forgot that I can go eat like a stack of pancakes at the dining hall and life will go on and I'll be okay. And actually I'm so happy because like pancakes are one of my favorite foods. You know, it's like I had to retrain my mind and body to be like, I can eat more food and food that I like and food is just fuel and food isn't good or bad. You know, it's like we just tell ourselves that and really different foods just have different nutritional value and different things in them, right? So I guess that's like an overview of my history with food. I have gotten so much better with it. I am in a very much healthier place now. I wouldn't say like perfect because like we're not perfect. I always have to work on it. I have my, you know, spouts of um, comparison and just like worrying about what I'm eating too much. Like I think anyone does, but I think if you again focus on the things, like I said, I'll get into like my healthy habits for me and specific that help, but focusing on like what makes me feel good eating my favorite foods because life is short and you can eat your freaking favorite foods. If it's a cinnamon roll, like one of mine is a cinnamon roll and they make me so happy and like nutritionally are they the best thing for you probably not but mentally heck yeah I'm so happy when I eat my cinnamon rolls and when I get to eat them and it's all in moderation you know it's like maybe I have my kale salad with salmon for dinner and I'm like feeling woo and like got some healthy carbs in there like quinoa but then I have like some cinnamon rolls after and like it's all good so yeah wow we like really got into my history with food but let's get into my healthy habits for me in specific. I have a couple for you guys. One really helped with my mindset too. I'm trying to, I can't remember where I heard this idea, but the idea is of adding in healthy things. And again, I'm saying like healthy, good, but adding in maybe more nutrient dense food, like fruits and veggies, not subtracting foods that you may deem bad in your head. Again, no food is good or bad, just different nutritional values with each food. And so, and when I'm like reframing my mind, like, okay, 
Gretchen, you got to cut out like all the brownies and ice cream and cinnamon rolls. Like they're not going to help you achieve your fitness goals, right? But then it's like, no, maybe I, I can have those in moderation. It's like, let's just add in, right, some of the carrots and hummus moments or the roasted broccoli with your dinner because I love roasted broccoli or a salad or a smoothie. Add on the smoothie with a bunch of fruit for breakfast because that will make you feel really good and really fueled and leave you with like long lasting energy. Throw some almond butter in there, whatever it is. So that switch in my mind of adding in nutrient dense foods instead of subtracting things that we may think are bad that's really helped me and is a good habit that I have adopted it's like I feel like I'm always finding like with food I'm eating I'm like okay what little side could I add on that will fuel my body better for the rest of the day another healthy habit I have is (laughs) this is taking me a while to learn because I feel like I sort of went the opposite way after restricting myself for so long I feel like I kind of just like dove off the deep end and was like woo like life is so great I'm gonna have literally chocolate chip cookies every day and then it's like okay but does that make me feel the best right so something that's helped me in that is asking myself if I am still hungry or if I am just thirsty you know or in general am I hungry or am I thirsty because I feel like half the time I'm not drinking water I can get so bad at drinking water and haven't you guys heard that that like half the time or more than half the time when you're hungry you're really just dehydrated so yeah drinking a lot of water will help I feel like regulate when you're eating how much you're eating and make sure you're eating like the right amounts I feel like it will help you have a better gauge on your hunger and sort of like regulate it because I feel like when I don't drink water I'm like starving all day long so that's something that helps me in specific again these are healthy habits for me in specific um they may not work for you but yeah just thought I would share because actually I didn't even say this earlier but this episode this specific sort of topic was actually a request from one of you guys it was a dm and I was like you know what that's really great to dedicate a whole episode to that since I think it's an important conversation and I think a lot of people struggle with their diet and what they are eating what they feel like they should be eating you know trends all of that so I just thought it'd be good to have my two cents out there And then another healthy habit for me in specific is after I eat, because I'm someone that eats really, really fast, like I shovel my food and that's not a good habit. That's something I should work on, like slowing down, mixing in some water in there. Like I literally don't even like drink. I feel like when I'm eating, I just like eat so quick because whenever I eat, I love and it tastes so good. But something I've learned is if I wait like 10 or 15 minutes, see how I feel. Usually I'm not hungry anymore, but a lot of times I'll have like two or three servings of something and then I feel so full like my stomach aches and I'm uncomfortable and it's like oh there's nothing worse than that like uncomfortable feeling after you stuff yourself at Thanksgiving dinner or something like that but I mean sometimes it's a good thing like on Thanksgiving if you want to stuff yourself go for it um I mean it's gonna happen sometimes Christmas whatever but if I can wait a little bit of time if it's like 10 or 15 minutes usually I'm like wow I actually am so full I feel like I'm someone that doesn't like feel full right away and so if I wait a little bit then the full feeling sort of catches up with me and I'm like okay I just ate a burger and fries and whatever and I I actually not hungry anymore like I don't need to go for another burger so that actually happened the other day I had a burger and fries and then I was like I'm so hungry and I ate another burger and then I was like whoa I'm so stuffed I'm uncomfortable like one burger was probably fine you know another thing I'll do like I was saying before listening to my body right after I eat the rest of the day, even the next morning. And again, I know the sun's on, like, listen to your body. But 
actually, I feel like your body will tell you things. So like I said, right after I eat certain dairy things that bother me, like pretty quickly, right away, within like an hour or two, my stomach will kill. I can have digestion issues. I won't get into that, but I'm sure you guys understand what I'm saying. Um, the rest of the day, am I feeling fueled and good? I'll notice, like these are things I've learned about myself. In the morning, if I just have a bagel, I feel like I'm so hungry, like an hour, two hours later, because I can't just have the bagel. Like, can I add, you know, some peanut butter in there, some banana, a side of blueberries, like whatever else I need more than just that or more than just a, is that a simple carbohydrate complex? I don't know. I'm not a nutritionist over here, but you know what I mean? If I just have a cinnamon roll, if I just have a donut, like I need some added protein, some like veggies or fruits in there. Like I need a balanced meal that will keep me fueled and feeling good and full until my next meal, you know, not like starving right away. And also, right after I eat, am I feeling, you know, do I feel like bloated right away? Is it something that's giving me like digestion issues? Um, Again, like the balanced meals is really what will make me feel good the rest of the day. And even the next morning, sometimes I'll have a big, huge dinner or I notice if I have like a lot of salt for dinner, the next morning I wake up and my eyes, my face is so puffy. I feel like that's a common thing. And I feel like eating so much salt just leads to like water retention. Again, like I'm not (laughs) like a doctor and nutritionist here I don't really know like what I'm talking about but that's just something that I feel like is common that I notice and that actually makes me that reminds me back when I lived in Albany there was this sandwich place and I remember when I was younger like I remember this so well my dad and I went to this new sandwich place and we got these sandwiches and I remember the whole time we were eating them we were like wow these are so dang salty and we the next morning we both woke up faces so puffy and my dad was like yeah I woke up in the night so thirsty and I'm like wait me too so things like that it's like take note of like what you're eating and how it makes you feel and I feel like that can guide you towards a diet that's full of food that agrees with you and your stomach and just makes you feel good and fueled overall and I guess the last healthy habit I can share with you guys is Having a plan for your food helps, but again, take that with a grain of salt. For me, it's really more of a loose plan because if I had a meal plan, like every meal planned out, honestly, I think that would be too structured for me, stress me out. I've tried it before, like planning out my breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then I feel like, oh, but I don't want tacos. Like I want something else. Can I switch? You know, and it's like, yes, you can. Like you can eat whatever you want, whenever you want. Like why is there any rules that doesn't need to be a thing? But I think having a plan can help, especially if you're like a very organized, structured person. Maybe you do want to plan out all your meals and I do love planning out like maybe dinners for the week but then like breakfast and lunch I can decide things like that um again for me it's like a loose plan but then that can just also that just helps like practically with grocery shopping knowing like what do I want to get I've noticed that helps me so much in wasting less food because if I have a plan of like okay I know for example pretty much every day for breakfast I'll have like avocado toast, toast with eggs, or today at oatmeal. I'll do yogurt and granola and berries, like smoothie, smoothie bowl, whatever, things like that. Simple, quick, easy. And that I'll always have on hand. Lunch, like literally whatever. I hate lunch because it's in the middle of my day. It's annoying. Like I have to go eat lunch after this and lunch just annoys me. So it's usually like leftovers or whatever's quick. But then having dinner is like what I can grocery shop for, if that makes sense. And then it's not like wasting food. I used to just go and buy like everything and then it would go bad because you don't have time to, you know, like you actually have to be like, okay, when am I going to eat this during the week, you know? So those are some of my healthy habits with eating and I won't ever, you know, count calories or track macros or 
write down every meal because for me that just doesn't work um I just need to take the stress away from it all and again watching my boyfriend my friends my family and how they eat like it sounds so weird but if you can pinpoint people in your life you're, you're like wow I aspire to be like that with food like they really inspire me how they just eat whatever they want whenever they want they don't think too much about it max helped me so much with that he's just like yeah now i'm hungry so i'm gonna have lunch or you know i'm not hungry yet so i'm gonna have lunch later today things like that like literally as simple as this when you're hungry eat when you're not hungry don't if you aren't hungry but you know you're about to like miss lunch maybe like have a snack maybe have a lighter lunch things like that and i think your body will just get used to eating whenever you want however much you want whenever it is if you're someone that eats like smaller meals throughout the day if you have three meals I feel like I like to stick to three maybe some snacks in between whatever works for you you know what I mean like we're all different and I think at the end of the day you need to just remind yourself that food is fuel like bottom line it's fuel to keep your body as a machine as a functioning system going and thinking about it much more than that, um, I think is when people get into issues when you think about it too much. I mean, also, I think where it gets tricky is food can be a really emotional thing. Like, it can be for me. And, you know, if I'm, like, sad, I just want to go bake cinnamon rolls and whatever. So it can be tough with, like, the emotions or um, one thing I think that came from my childhood is treats, like, food that can be, like, a lot of sugar, things like that associated with celebrations and happy moments. So um, it's it can be tough to sort of like strip the emotional value of food and just be like, wait, it's literally just fuel that it's like putting gas in a car. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just food. So yeah, at the end of the day, just reminding yourself that, and it's not that serious. You can change what you're eating whenever you want. You can continue eating how you're eating. And I think also knowing that you don't have to say the same, you know, it's like you write your own narrative. You don't have to stick to the, like for me, it could be like, okay, well, Gretchen has been vegan. So I have to say vegan because that's like the narrative I've written for myself. It's like, no, I can switch the narrative. Like I can take control and I don't have to be vegan anymore. I can just be mindful and focus on what I like. And I don't know. I just hope that this talk on diet and my journey being vegan, not being vegan anymore, healthy habits has helped you guys. Um, Again, I know it's something that's talked about a lot. And I think especially as women, I mean, I know obviously men deal with it too, but I think especially as women with like beauty standards, everything like that in society today can be really tough when you start thinking about what you're eating too much and just keeping it simple, eating when you're hungry. And I think you'll be good. Just like listen to your body, everything I've said. I don't want to ramble on way too long, but I hope this was helpful for you guys. I love when I get DMs from you guys saying things like you've had struggles with food and thinking about it too much and letting it affect your everyday life and then seeing how I've sort of developed my healthy relationship with food and sharing that on my YouTube and Instagram and stuff can help you guys and knowing that you can eat treats whenever you want, you can eat whatever, whenever has helped you. Like that just makes my day because again, it was such a hard thing in my life. So being able to show how I've like overcome that and sort of attained a healthier relationship with food um, just makes me so happy that I can share that with you guys. So yeah, I think that's it for this episode. Thank you guys so, so much for listening and I will catch you in my next episode. Bye. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. 
If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.